Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. here i'm watching you <laughs> okay keep, keep. <laughs> go ahead watch it is trust me i wish i was not sick right now Are you, uh, huh your voice yeah this is my sick voice jesus mm. Mm. how you feel it's cute um <laughs> <laughs> how do i feel i feel fine okay. like a little a little congested, so that's how I know it's just regular sick, not that demon, COVID. Okay, so how are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's been uh, it's been an active work period because we have um, well, one of my student group or my student group. We're doing a leadership summit next mm-hmm. Tuesday. And so, with that, it requires a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. I don't know how often you work with students, but they don't always understand the level and the intensity with which they need to, like, do things. Mm-hmm. So, they're like, oh, I got to do that now? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to <laughs> fix that? Mm-hmm. And I need it, like, today. Oh. I didn't know all that went into it. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a lot. So, so we're learning. That's that's also part of it. So we're learning a lot. Um, we or they? Um, they are probably learning the most. I am learning um, about more effective ways to communicate information. Sound like some good work. It is good work. It will be good work. It's just a lot of work. <laughs> You got it. So uh, I believe in you. Th- thank you. I need somebody to believe in me. <laughs> These kids be trying me. I bet. <laughs> They're like, it's fine. I was like, eh, I'm old now. Can't do this. They, I mean, and and I empathize with them as well because they're up at like six. You consider yourself old? Oh, older than them. Older than them. Now, like, I have empathy for them as well because they've been up since six a.m. moving, right? Practice. Class, training, uh, food, Mm -hmm. coach meeting. Like, they've been going, going, tutoring. Like, they've been going all day. So, like, the pocket of time that they have, you know, is 7.30 at night. So, it's all, I understand it. I just don't like it. Which seems to be, like, the story of my life. Like, I understand it, but I don't like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is what I tell you all the time when we talk about the podcast and what God's asking us to do and believe in. You don't like it? Sometimes I don't. I can understand that. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, I do it anyway, but <laughs> I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, let's bring everybody in. Good. Hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) What up, what up? Welcome. I had to have a little vent session. Thank you so much for being patient with me through it. It is uh, definitely growing pains of working with students. Um, You're on their schedule. So um, we're here today with uh, our continued host, guest host, uh, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> the leader and vision setter of Mount Zion Baptist Church. And today we are talking about, um, we're still in this, the sermon series of Live for Jesus um, for January as we are in this larger 2023 vision of Live. I want to uh, apologize for the audio glitch that is this sermon we were having some connectivity issues uh in our av space and so um it is definitely a bit jumbled so we'll really dive deep into um that sermon here uh so pastor the title of this one is live in the newness of life what what was the problem with the audio yeah so um what we found out it was a connectivity issue in the house Mm -hmm. Um, when we went back and checked it, cause we ended the live stream. Right. And then I was like, oh, well, we'll just use the recording and upload the recording. That'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So initially I thought it was just in the internet. We got a lot of people. We've been having internet connectivity issues right. prior. And then I went to play back the other sermon and it was choppy. Choppy. And so, uh, Deacon Stanley and I came back on Monday and looked at, or Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, and looked at it, um, and we was like, we just like pushed some stuff closer together, mm-hmm. and then we didn't have an issue for, for the stream. How many people text you and call you and tell you it wasn't working? <laughs> so many. I Yo, appreciate you all listening and, and caring. What? Thank you. I'll be sitting in church, the internet table not working, the the video not I'm like, yo, what do you want? I'm I'm preaching. What you want me to do? Stop preaching and fix it. Fix it, yeah. So uh it's so so we live in this uh this space you now that we're in and I think um we've made all the necessary adjustments but sometimes it just don't work. And uh yeah, sucks sometimes. It does. Because, you know, I'd be like, I'd be want to, like, see to you what is going on. Mm-hmm. What are you doing up there? And you'd be like, I'm doing the best I can. And I'd be like, I don't care. Yeah, see? And <laughs> <laughs> you see how I feel? God tells us to do something. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, so it's just, it's, it's a... No space that we're still learning and it's yeah. changing. Like every week is something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the challenge. Is like each week is a different challenge. Somehow something's not connecting like it connected the previous week, and so we it's very much like adjusting. So anyone that comes in to AV, I tell them I was like it's very much trial by fire. Like that's that's how we have to go into this because. It may be we may be having some challenges with audio this week, but then next week it's video, and then the next time it's, you know, the the computer itself. Mm-hmm. So just trying to try to get in um, earlier than I had been to just like kind of run some diagnostics a little bit just on our stuff to make sure that it's all connected, so we don't have 
uh, as many challenges as we used to. So good. But yeah, it's a continual process, and we are slowly outgrowing our space. So because there's more things that I want to add, like I want to add lighting, so that we can light up more of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I I got. You're the only one can reach it right now. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So that takes something off me to be able to not have to move those lights. Those lights can stay where they are. And then we can have some digital lights that can run off of like an iPad or something or another mm-hmm. board um, to adjust for, you know, different spots in the church. And got a new camera that I want to install that it'll face the congregation so we can see some faces. Okay. And get some different angles that way. <clears throat> so it's. We want to continue to grow and expand and and give our at-home and virtual viewers more engagement. Uh, It just, you know, takes some time and some resources to be able to do that. Okay. So a plug, if you are one of those members, feel free to go to mtzlife.com and put a love offering in for our audiovisual ministry so that we can continue (laughs) to provide... um, a strong connection mm-hmm. to our services. But that is the newness of life that we live in. All right. Uh, and so this uh, sermon is from 2 Corinthians five seventeen. which, by the way, this is the second time you've preached a sermon that I've had as the background on my phone. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know if you keep trying to look at my phone, but, like, stay out of it, <laughs> Pastor, if you could. Thank you so much. Well, that's not me. That's, that's God, the Holy Spirit, confirming to you what you need to know through the Word of God. Yes. So, Pastor, tell us, where are we in Second Corinthians? Because there is a First Corinthians, and we have a second. Yeah. And so, um, what is Paul... Was Paul? Where is Paul? What is he doing? Yeah, Paul is just just this um, second letter to the church in Corinth. Um, this is a church that's very dysfunctional. Um, got a lot of bad things going on. He's trying to teach them Christian doctrine, trying to teach them how to live as saints, uh, trying to teach them how to live as as believers because they're Gentiles, right? Um, those who are not part of the Jewish faith didn't have the Torah or the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible growing up. So they really didn't know the laws. Um, and so now he's trying to just tell them, you know, as brand new Christians, this is how you should be living. And he's trying to help them with that. And, and I think this verse helps um, them to see, yo, um, you're a new creature now. Mm-hmm. Um, old has passed away. Behold, all things are, are new. When you accepted Jesus Christ, you're brand new. And so that's what he's just trying to teach them uh, about their faith, uh, about their lives, and what they should put in the past and what should they press forward towards. Hmm. And that can be hard too, right? Like what, what do you leave? Because mm-hmm. whatever we have brought with us up until this point has served some sort of purpose. And now... We have to to leave it. That's that be a hard transition, right? It, and it's, it was a process. Um, I, I believe it's a process, and um, for, especially um, for those who do not grow up in Christian households, mm. and seeing that a lot, 
um, teaching class to preachers, uh, ministers, and most of them did not grow up in Christian households or they were not introduced to Christianity until they were adults. Mm -hmm. And so you've developed a whole lifestyle of how you live. And now, so now how do you move forward with, um, with this new religion? So these new ethics, these new morals, um, this new way of living, um, the tensuality must come in through prayer and devotion and knowing what, um, what to leave behind is is definitely uh, a challenge for some. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Because there's relationships there, there's potentially money there, com- comfortability there. Um, and then, you know, it's a new year, so there's a lot of like, new year, new me. Vision boards, resolutions. Twenty twenty three gonna be my year. Mm-hmm. All that energy. Um, <laughs> you talk about uh, in the sermon about the, there's a club, uh, a fitness club out here called the Princeton the Princeton Club. It's the most expensive club I think I've ever seen a price for. First of all, second, I kept, I made a note of calling it the Princeton Trap. Because it locks you in for two years. Yep. No matter what. Yep. And the the obligation that comes with it, so kind of, it's like you you had intentions when you started, but then maybe, I don't know, you don't have the support or life gets in the way. Students want to have meetings at night. <laughs> <laughs> you can't always fulfill that that obligation. So, like, how do you, and we'll, and we'll dive deeper, but just thinking of like, how do you build like that, that connection up and, and want to keep going? Like, should the, should the money contract that's like, Hey, I spent this money, I should go utilize it. Or is it like, well, I mean, I tried. I don't know. There's a question there somewhere. <laughs> so... Uh, Like in the sermon, though, we get excited about the new year. Mm -hmm. And it's during that time, like you said, vision boards, new year, new me, uh, people trying to discover new ways of doing things. Even the church, we set vision each year of the direction and the way the church is going in. And so um, we look, something I added there, you know, the Princeton Club loves the new new year i'm pretty sure i'll just use them as an example but i'm pretty sure many other gyms they love the new year because people like i'm changing my body so i'm going to the gym and so the first three weeks you go to the gym it's jam-packed mm-hmm. because people are saying new year new me they child on this journey and uh, somehow they fall off you know you know i don't you don't know what happens, but for me, it's just, I get lazy, right? Mm-hmm. You be motivated for a minute. Uh, 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 if I can make it past the third week of working out at least three times a week, I'm I'm there. I'm consistent. But if I don't make it to that third week, I got to start over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what, uh, so that's why I say like gyms, Princeton Club, they love new parts of the year because they're going to get people to sign contracts 
And the contract is not we're going to make sure you get fit. It is not we're going to make sure you show up every time. It's that we're going to provide this equipment at any time you want because it's Mm -hmm. 24-hour gym. Mm -hmm. So anytime you want, you you have this equipment, you have classes, you have the pool, you have basketball, you have we're going to give you everything you need. But we're not going to ensure you to be fit because that's on you. Mm. Mm. Did you catch that? I caught it. <laughs> so you paying us to use our equipment. Uh, but but you if you don't use it, that's totally your fault. That's not on us. Um, so we're going to give you every tool. We're going to give you every opportunity. Uh, we're going to. Or have the gym open 24 hours for you can figure out how to get here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to give you the transportation to get here, but we're going to be open mm-hmm. at all times. So it will it'll never be a moment that we'll be closed except for like holidays and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, so you pay us and then you are under contract for at least two years. Uh, so we know we're going to get at least $80 a month. Um, you think that's expensive? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, uh, what my whole family is eighty only eighty dollars. That's all of us. And wait, your whole family is eighty dollars. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh. Well, I mean, in the comparison, you know, Planet Fitness is ten dollars a month. Ten dollars. Yeah. You so. do twenty, I think, and you can do twenty, and then you can go to any Planet Fitness that you want. Mm-hmm. So like that's it's where, just different, you know. It's a different. It's a, and yeah, it's a different model. Uh, yeah, different model, but yeah, with no contract, but mm-hmm. Princeton Club is contract because. Planet Fitness, all them things are worldwide, and you know, you know, you know. Of course, the economics are plays that part in Prince Club only like this area. Yes, yeah. So that's where, yeah, that's yeah. Where. But it still, it still falls on us <coughs> to um, use what we sign up for. They promise us availability and equipment that we need. We need to make some promises to ourselves to. To have that commitment to get to where we want to go. Yeah, that commitment is yeah. is big. It's real. And when we want to be new, if we really want it, we'll go get it. But sometimes we fall off. But you got to be, like I said earlier, it's, it's a process. You yeah. may not get there, but you'll get there. You'll get there. And, and there has to be that connection, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, Princeton Club is accessible all time anytime with the things that you want and need um, but you gotta you gotta get that connection to it right so the connection could be transportation mm-hmm. it could be a workout buddy um but as we talk about newness in life it's that being spiritually connected to christ uh you open this point with a a, a statement and i want to break down each of these like little parts so it says Paul declares if, parentheses, which means possibility, anyone, which means everybody, is, which means present state, and then in, which is referring to our relationship with Christ. So Paul declares if anyone is in. That is the, the, the text. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Paul declares if, you say which means possibility, you're saying that like it's open, it's not like I, I guess break that break down that part of scripture a little bit more for us. Yeah, so the Bible says, therefore, if 
anyone is in Christ Jesus, um, he is a new creation. So if says, if you, if you so decide mm-hmm. to be in Christ Jesus, um, that that's on you. He says it's on you. And it says, if anyone that's, that's everybody you have, everyone has the possibility, um, to be in Christ. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then is is present state. If anyone is, that means the present state. If you are currently at this moment, at this state, if you are in, it means you are in relationship. Mm-hmm. You are connected to Christ. Then you are a new creation. So just trying to know basically each word of the particular text and trying to break it down. Hopefully people can understand it. Yeah. That if is possibility um, anyone that's everybody so there's no exclusion here it's not uh, black white rich poor but if anyone decides hey um i want to be in a relationship with christ mm-hmm. uh, at this present state in my life then i become a new creature creation i'm sorry a new creation that's re- that's pretty amazing and then that is part of our um like through evangelism right isn't that where we're trying to bring people to be in relationship with christ yeah that's the goal um that's the goal of evangelism is to 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 connect uh, to be uh matchmakers mm-hmm. <laughs> uh you know we, it is for us to take someone and put them in right relationship with God, mm-hmm. connect them with Christ so that they can have a relationship with Christ and know who he is. And, and then they'll be able to have all of this newness and everything that's been talked about in the text. Yeah, definitely. And it's that relatability. Um, in the sermon, you say uh, that it's in baptism that I can relate to Christ. Uh, what, what what did you mean by that? Yeah, so um, to relate, we relate to him in baptism through the gospel, right? The gospel is the life, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, when we come to the pool, when we step to the edge of the pool, that's that's us relating to Christ dying on the cross. We come to the edge of the pool or uh, the river bank, wherever you were. Um, that's you dying to the world. When you go in the water and the preacher takes you under the water, that's you relating to um, Christ being buried in the tomb or okay. buried in the grave. When you come up, that's you relating to Christ being resurrected from the grave. So we relate, we connect um, as Baptist believers, according to Romans 6. Um, that's why we believe in full immersion going all the way under uh, because of what the Bible says in, in Romans um, chap- chapter 6 I think it's 4 yeah it says we were therefore buried with him through baptism mm. into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father we too may live a new life and so that's what baptism does. Baptism is a symbolism, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's one, it tells the world 
about a private confession you had with Jesus because baptism does not save you. Um, yeah, baptism, it, 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 it does not have the uh, capability of saving us. It's our confession and our belief that saves us. Uh, the Bible says you confess with your mouth and that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Then you shall be saved. So that's that that is what saves us. But baptism displays to the world um, um, how that private conversion you've had. It tells the world that I am now connected with Jesus. That's the purpose of baptism. And that is your birth also into the church. Mm -hmm. um, you're saying, I'm a part of the church now. I'm a part of the family. I'm part of the body of believers is now this baptism, act of baptism. But baptism does not save us, but it does allow us to relate to Christ in his death and his burial and resurrection. So for folks that, or I, let me let me rephrase this. Is baptism a one-time activity, or can you be baptized multiple times? Some people get baptized multiple times, but I don't see a need. Yeah. Unless you was baptized as a child, and you didn't really have the full understanding that you thought you had. Yeah. And now you have a clear understanding or meaning of baptism, and so you say, let me do this for real. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. No cap. Low key. Uh, pushing P? Pushing. Okay. A, a lot of pee. A lot of pee. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, into the next point about the spiritual rebirth. What I really like, too, about this sermon, not that you don't do this in others, but here, because it's the text is so short, mm -hmm. really looking at um, where each where you pulled each of your points from. So then we can uh, follow it more di directly. Um, so spiritual rebirth, the part of the scripture that you, or part of the text that you pull is he is a new creature. Old things ha have passed away. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is where, like as you were talking about, the rebirth of going down into the water for the baptism, the physical representation of your spiritual connection coming back on up. Mm -hmm. Um, what is my question that I have with this? Um, talked about having a true conviction and belief in Jesus. And so this, this is definitely for sure about our own relationship, but also like through evangelism as well. Like th this conviction, is it, does it, when, whenever I think of the word conviction, I think of guilt. Okay. Is that, is that fair to say that that is what this conviction feels like as, in relationship to Christ? Yes, you know, the, the true conviction is like unable to change. I'm convicted. I'm convinced of who Jesus is. And so when it comes to talking about the new believer, and as you was talking about the reference to other scriptures, at least the cross-referencing to other scriptures within the biblical text, uh, we're looking at um, Nicodemus and Jesus, and he comes to Jesus, and he talks about how can he enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus tells him he must be born again. You must be regenerated, right? You must have a um, new, new posture or new beginning within who you are. 
And Jesus tell him, yeah, you must be you must be born again. He's like, yo, I'm I'm too big to go back inside of my mother and come down the birth canal. Uh, and I, and that'll be very uncomfortable for my mother, and I don't think she'll want me to do that. And Jesus mm-hmm. is like, yo, why are you talking in the natural when I'm talking to you in the spiritual? He said, he said, God said, meet me up here. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on up. Nigga. Come on up a little higher. Yeah. yeah. Nick, Nick was stuck on his. <laughs> he was stuck. He was stuck. And and um and in, in in a low place he was stuck in the natural and Jesus yo I want to focus on the spiritual, mm-hmm. and and so, um I think with that when we are truly transformed when we are new creations when we really have this rebirth or being born again, um we are totally convinced that Jesus is the Christ and the Savior. And our belief is that he is the one, the only one who is able to save us from the sins of the world and give us um, the ability to have a right relationship with God and also give us access to the kingdom of God in the afterlife. Mm. And so as we look towards the afterlife, it forces us to live according to his will and his word currently so that we may be pleasing in his sight. And that when we stand before him on the day of judgment, he will say, servant, well done, and not depart from me, for I know you're not. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Just thinking back to Nick and, like, the physical moving to the spiritual and that what he had to leave behind. Because a lot of this is this rebirth, it's it's a change, right? Mm-hmm. It's not 360, it's, it's a 180, it's a change. Or maybe between 0 and 180, depending on where you are okay. in the relationship. Um, But, or not but, period. Then, uh, you, you talk about new things is and how we can't let go. We can't appreciate the new until we let go of the old. And I know you had talked about when First Lady came into your life and transformed it. That you had to get rid of like some old furniture, right? Um, and I think about too is like so many times we don't. I get. I guess the piece is is like what are what are the tools? What are the skills that we need to like remove remove the things that have been holding us back? Like, is it just like how? What is that process? And I say this a little selfishly. Because I feel that I have, I have some things in my life that are that are cluttering, and they're things that I see too. So like, clothes. I got clothes that I need to donate. I've got, uh, I don't know. I got get new air filters on my car. Um, there's just things that have been in the way, that have kept me from making those steps forward. So like, what are the steps? that we would need to practice in order to be able to walk into this new rebirth. Right. So um, the illustration I gave, remind me to get back to it, but this is what I want to say to you. Um, Just do it. Okay. You answered your own question and your question. Okay. You said, I see, I know. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Okay. All right. But back to the illustration, and I, hopefully I get around to that because I just want to make sure you heard that. Thank you. Uh, 
<laughs> but um, yeah, use you no know, when when whenever we receive something new, we have to learn how to do away with what is old. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who know, I wrote a book on pastoral transition. I got next ten essential lessons. Link in the bio. <laughs> and so, whenever you're transi- transitioning, um, in order to start something new, you must learn how to end things. Mm. Endings create mm. new beginnings. Let me say that again. Yeah. Endings create new beginnings. Uh, because if we we don't um, if we don't end um, negative toxic relationships, it's hard to start new ones mm-hmm. because that relationship will continue to linger and influence how you're treating someone else because of how you were previously treated by that toxic person. Yeah, um, and so. In order for beginnings to start, you must end things. Give the illustration, though. Um, I'm not a interior design person. Okay. My wife thinks she is. She mm-hmm. might be. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and so when I purchased my first house, uh-huh. small house, um, and I didn't need much. I need something to sit on. Yeah. I need something to sleep on. And I need something to eat on. That's it. And could they all be the same thing? Um no, nah, because they're in different locations okay. of the house. Okay. okay. So and I go to the furniture store, I just give me what I think look nice. If the colors didn't match, I wasn't upset. If the browns wasn't browning like they should be brown. Uh-huh. Um, it didn't matter to me, uh, but when I got married, when I got married, right, um, it mattered to the the young lady called Tara Allen. I don't know how she always in in my sermons or in this session. Somehow we always talking about her, but it it uh, <laughs> it mattered to her, and so I had been living by myself, um, and I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. With what I had because now it fits me. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. The couch, my favorite spot, it hugs me. Mm. Um, My favorite side of the bed I get to sleep on is because the mattress, it has formed to the shape of my body. Yeah. Because I've had it for so long. Um, And now she comes along and is like, yo, um, this old, this doesn't match. I don't like the way this looks. Um, and I'm like, um, but I do. And she's like, no, we buying new stuff. And then I said, oh, I give in and said, okay, we can get the new stuff. And, and oftentimes when they are delivering furniture, they ask the question, do you want us to take something away? Mm-hmm. If I was like, nah, we need to leave everything. So we're going to put the new furniture in the same living room with the old furniture. Mm-hmm. That caused what you said before, clutter. Yeah. And then you begin to bump up against things 
that are in your way that prevent you from getting to where you're trying to go because Oof. of so much clutter. Oof. And with clutter, it, it is difficult to think because you're like, ah, oh, look at all this mess, and that's all on your mind. You don't, you know, you want you're sitting on the old furniture, you know. Then your wife sitting on new furniture, it caused discontentment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that I think that's what our lives. Um, sometimes it becomes some so cluttered. We bring in new things without getting rid of the old, and since we don't get rid of the old. It, it uh, causes confusion. It causes discontentment. Mm-hmm. Um, it causes um, um, disconnection, upset, anger, um, being mad um, because mm-hmm. you're living in in a mess. Mm. And if we don't, uh, if we say, "Hey, we are new Christians. We are new believers," um, we're saying, "Hey." I have to remove some things that are not Christ-like in my life that's not beneficial to my well-being as also to those who are around me. And so, as you stated, you say, yo, I got clothes. I have uh, air filter need to be changed. Yep. Um, just look small. And, they, and it's normally not major things, right? No. It's small stuff that prevents you from being the best you you can be because – it's all in the way. Mm-hmm. It's just in the way. And so you got to look at um, how how is my attitude? Uh, how is my prayer life? How is my study life? Um, how, uh, so what do I need to remove? Do I need to remove um, if I can't handle listening to R&B or that are sexually explicit and I'm trying to avoid fornication? You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Those things get in you and... You're going to act on it by just listening to it. Should I uh, not watch rated R movies with sexual content or movies that are extremely violent? Would that arouse something in me? Um, So that those are like the processes you must go through your mind. Should I not go to this club or not hang out because... um, I I I I like to drink, but I don't want to get drunk. You oh, feel me? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so, how's that engagement? How you know? Just looking at those areas of your lives, who who can I really trust and be vulnerable with? And I think that's uh that's important when you're trying to eliminate things from your life and saying, hey, is this benefiting me, or is this just something that I'm keeping or hanging on to just because it makes me comfortable? Yeah. Yeah, that vulnerability and that trust, right? Because the people, the situations, the things that you will have to let go, uh, that you want to let go of, they won't, they may not let go of you. Like, the things that you want to let go don't necessarily let go of you. So you got the friends that, okay, you don't want to get drunk, but you do want to hang out with your friends, they go to a club. Are they going to support you in not drinking? Right. Like, you can still go out and have fun. You don't have to drink. And I think that's a terrible stigma that we always have is like, oh, you're going out, you drink, you getting drunk. No, I'm just, I'm going to go hang with my friends. Right. You know? So, like, does that, um, that that part is, is, is difficult. Like, being vulnerable, be like, hey, I'm not drinking. Asking your friends for support. <clears throat> and instead, they're like, Nah, like we shots for everybody. You better take the shot. I pay for the shot. 
Mm. You better have this. And so then you're like, you're not, you're not helping me. You're not, right. you're not the type of friend that I need. Right. Um, you the DD. I'm the DD. I don't just get you out home and. Well, some in some friend groups, uh, the DD is the least drunk person. Oh. Yes. Yeah, Help so us, God. Know the company you keep, Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Uh, to your your final point in this sermon, the spiritual renovation. Mm-hmm. Um, this is again talking about the old going away and becoming brand new. Excuse me, and this is why I did I have this the scripture on my phone because it's a new life. When we when we decide to do the the quote the new year new me twenty twenty three gonna be my year. I'm going to be the fittest I am at X age, right? Um, that's a new lifestyle that we are trying to create. Um, and that is the newness that comes from having a relationship with Christ. Is this is a new life, new way, new way of being. You made a good point, which I agree with. It's like, and we've talked about this before, is like when you become uh coming to the kingdom and you become saved, you your life doesn't get easier. Right. If anything it gets a bit harder. And you said sometimes I would rather God have erased the ability to sin from my mind at conversion. And I said yes. Right. Because that's the problem. I mean everybody everybody has that problem. Mm-hmm. But it's like those things are still there, kinda like as I was saying, like you decided to change but the things that you were part of a day ago mm-hmm. are still lingering. Um, and so, you know, the way that we have to make those steps to change what, so for those that have recently converted, maybe about to convert, cause I do think that, you know, lives are changing through these conversations that we do have. Um, what are some steps in, in, to make that shift? So then like, is it a overwhelming life, everything life change? Throw out all your Mary J. Blige albums, or like how, <laughs> or who yeah. else, Tank, Key Sweat, whoever you got. Kales. <laughs> he needs to be kicked out for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I believe, yeah. um, I believe, one, I've, I've never had to go through it, right? Because yeah. I've been saved most of my life. Um, and so I don't know the struggle of having lived a, a life without God and then encountering God at an older age. Mm-hmm. So let me say that. I have that limited experience in that. I'm not ashamed to say that. Okay. Um, but, I, but I do, I do understand, but I, I've been saved all my life, but I ain't been right all my life. Mm. I haven't done everything right. Let me make that clear also. Okay. Because, you know, a lot of people think I'm perfect. You know, my mom think I'm, like, the perfect son. So that's why I'm her favorite. Okay. Um. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm going to let your siblings deal with you. I'm not even going to address that. That's why I'm the favorite because, you know, <laughs> it just seems as if I've done everything. But, no, let me make that disclaimer. I, I'm, I've never had that struggle to yeah. – Live uh, a, a life without God and then come into a life to know God after experiencing um, or doing so much that the world has to offer. Um, but so the part that 
that I would love for God to do is just like I said, just remove the ability to do it. Yeah. Um, but with that, I think thinking through, he'll have to remove a lot of mental abilities also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, memories, and we love memories. Some good ones, you no. Know, Good memories. We love good memories, and even bad ones. They motivate us and inspire us to do greater things. Um, and so, if you are someone who is coming to Christ and you want to change your life, I think you have to do everything necessary until you can get to that place where, like, yo, listen, listening to this music will not influence my behavior. Yeah. So let me put a pause on it until I'm. Uh, mature enough in God to understand I can trust the Lord and I can be intentional um, in living a life for God um, before I return to some things that, you know, I don't feel as if God is going to kill us for listening to certain music, you mm-hmm. feel me? Or mm-hmm. God is going to... But if we cannot handle those lyrics, yeah. because those lyrics sometimes are very explicit, mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I think that's why a lot of our kids are on drugs now. Mm. Um, not only do they see it, uh, but they hear about it all the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then they see it. Um, and then they experience it and then it's just, and it's gone from there from one drug to the next. Uh, I think that's why, um, you know, um, we learn a lot of stuff through music and movies mm-hmm. Um, and, and so if we, if you feel as if you cannot, um, handle that going into your brain because your brain sees, understands and you develop, you develop your thoughts and your behaviors and your desires. Um, and once you see that, you, if you feel you can't handle it, yeah, don't do it. Don't go near it. Uh-huh. Stay away from it. Be intentional as possible and not putting yourself in those situations that would allow you to commit the sin you're trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so I would say um, that is very important to, to uh, remove some of those things. And then also looking at uh, surrounding yourself with individuals who support the mission that you're on. Yeah. Uh, because you need friends. You know, the Bible says um, it's not good for man or woman to be alone. Um, we must engage others who are, on the same track or road or mission as us so we can be comfortable. Yeah. Um, now, sometimes it's difficult because we live in a world where, where especially Christianity is declining. Mm. People are not going to church like they used to. You know, so you don't have those relationships as you once had before. So you have to be able to still be able to be in the group yeah. and not be of the group. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so that can be challenging. Um, so if you can surround yourself with people like that and so, and then, um, listening to the word of God and now you have different avenues to do that. You can listen to, um, our church, you can listen to other churches. And Mm -hmm. I struggle with saying that because there's a lot of different doctrine out there and Mm -hmm. a lot of people bring a lot of different things to back to me where they heard on TV. And I was like, yo, that's not biblical, nor is that sound doctrine, nor is that something that we believe as Baptist believers. Yeah. Um, and so that's a struggle sometimes. Um, but you have the ability to have the word of God to be in constant 
repeat in your life. You listen to podcasts. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to mute gospel music. That's inspirational. Uh, you can listen to sermons um, on different from YouTube, Facebook, on different platforms. Just listen to the word of God that can be inspirational for your life. And if nothing else, you can listen to the Bible. You can. You can. <laughs> uh, or even audio books that talks about how to live Christian life. Mm-hmm. So you can. There are many ways that you can change your perspective on life by what you put in your mind. Mm. And that's through hearing, seeing, um, what you're listening to, reading. Um, all of that affects you to to push you to be a better you based off what you put in your mind. And, and if you're not intentional about putting better things in your mind, it'll stay cluttered with the nasty stuff or stuff that's not intentional um, to pleasing God. And so we can find we can find better ways to doing that and if we're intentional about it. Great. Well, I'm going to end this there. That was good. 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 High five. I'm across the room. Thank you for joining and listening with us today. Uh, continue to check back for more episodes and check out our website, mtzlife.com, uh, for sermons and updates on what's going on down here uh and until then have a great day stay marvelous fabulous and blessed peace peace